Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Hilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mom Brain. I'm Daphne. And I'm Ilaria. And today we have my friend Molly Sims on, who is not only stunning and extremely tall and blonde and beautiful, and has worn a very, very, very expensive, like $30, $40 million bra, but she is (laughs) such a good mommy. And, you know, Carmen and Scarlett went to camp together this summer, and they're just, you know, she's just a really incredible mom. And one of the things, you know, that's incredible about talking with her is that she's just so... She has it. She's a, a mom and she's fit and she's, you know, it's very focused on eating and really cool makeup tips. It's really fun to get to hang out with her because she always has like great ways to be like, okay, I'm going to try that and I'm going to try that. And maybe that will make me grow five inches. She was totally an open book with us. We got to go so deep and get so many great product recommendations. If you guys are product junkies like I am, you're going to want to stay tuned for uh, for the the eyeshadow in particular and the under eye bag concealer that she swears by. She has such a passion for beauty, for, for, uh, you know, those little tiny acts of self-care that we can do that make us just feel like we're putting our best face forward. And she was so generous to share with us. So take a lesson to Molly Sims. We, we've been doing this new thing where we have the guest introduce themselves because nobody says it as well as, as you do. R- wrap, and, yourself wrap yourself in 30, 30 seconds. seconds of love. Okay. Um, <laughs> my name is Molly Sims. I have three crazies. We are the tribe of five. Um, my husband is Stuber, Brooke Scarlet Gray. Um, I'm a mom, first off. I'm a wife. Um, I'm a friend. I'm a mom boss. And I am an author and I someday will go back to acting. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Hilaria, have you had another child since I last saw you? <laughs> I've had like seven since I last saw you. We uh, last we had well, last we saw each other was a play date over the summer with Carmen I and know. Scarlett. They were so sweet. You you had your first. You were already living in LA. I had my first. I um I met my husband in 2010 and 2009, 2010, and then Brooksy was born. Um, I got pregnant on my honeymoon for someone who (laughs) never thought she was going to get pregnant. Um, I got pregnant on my honeymoon, and then he was born in June of 2002. And so his name is Brooks, and he... um, he is now his first year at kindergarten. And so that is a whole like, it's I a big transition. So Wait. Carmen just started kindergarten too. Yeah. What? And we're in the process of applying for it, which is oh. disastrous. Oh I don't want to, we can't talk about it. It is so freaking <laughs> stressful. We are not talking about it. Because <laughs> there's nothing worse. It, it's bad when you're rejected. There's nothing worse than when you feel like your kid is being judged and then maybe and they're rejected. Th- when and they're, they're, exactly they're, like they're, me. They're, one, they're basically one in my mind. And like those, they are like, okay, we're going to take him. And then they just leave and assess them. I'm like, oh. Stress. It's rough. The, the major. I literally was like, ah, buh, cuh, duh. And the car going down. I was like, hey, B, count to 20 one more time. I mean, like, I was literally Spell like, your name. Like, Rhyme. Rhyme. <laughs> Rhyme. Um, but you said you never thought you would be pregnant. Why did, what do you mean? Why did you think that? You know, I was, I, I came out here to take an acting class in, um, 
I think in 2001, I had started doing a little bit. I'd gotten Sports Illustrated. I'd started doing CoverGirl. I started doing their commercials. And I took an acting class out here for a month. And then they were like, and I was literally living in Paris and New York. Like, wow. I was, I'd kind of like, you know, I was starting to like make it and, um, or at least make money. Yeah. And then I, went to school for a month. I did this like intensive, it was a Sanford Meisner acting thing. And then I really enjoyed it. And they were like, well, would you like to take the two year course? It's once a week for two years. I'm like, I can't, like, I don't, I was like, I don't live here, you know? So I ended up taking the course and I flew like 77 red eyes, literally. It was awful. And I did it. And then right before I was about to graduate, my agents were like, you know, would you want to go out for a pilot season? I was like, well, what's a pilot? Like, I had no idea. They're like, I was like, no, I don't want to not, you know, dot, not do my modeling, but I'll do like an episode or something. They're like, there's a three episode um, pilot. It's a reoccurring Jimmy Con. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Never going to get it. Um, and so I ended up getting it. And the day before we were shooting the pilot, they came back all or nothing. And what so that I was mean? like, you know, like every agent was like, it's your show's never going to go. It's never going to be picked up. So for six years I was on the show. So wow. Changed my life. So then that ended in like 2008, nine, something like that. And then the very last year I was playing pregnant on the show when I was like 36 or 35, something like that. And I started freaking out. And I'm like, I'm single. I'm not with anybody. I'm, t- I'm dating like terrible dark actors who I love, but you know, I'm never going to marry. Hello, Aria. Um, but, um, but you love them. You just, we love you them, wanna, but they just, just they're, they're, they, they misbehave. They misbehave. And you just they're their own worst enemies. Yeah. Um, but you love them. Anyways, um, oh my God, I had some good ones. Um, but, uh, Anyway, so I went to see this fertility doctor in in LA and I'm like, listen, I just, you know, I just want to know. I heard about this thing who my friends told me in Europe. I'm like freezing your eggs. And he was like, yeah, you know, so I met with him. And then at the end of it, he was like, you know, you're very old. And I mean, I'll tell the story. I told this on, I told it actually on the doctors once, like you're very old and like you need to do it. And and like, I walked out of there and I was like, but right, right before I walked out, he was like, listen, I really think you should do it with sperm in case you never find anyone. I'm like, <gasps> it's a way to make you feel terrible heck? about yourself. I know. I finally oh was like, I just, I just did Sports Illustrated. I, I just, I'm just in a weak <laughs> moment. Like, I just, I think I'm going to find someone. I just, like, I'm not really. Anyway, so it, we're very good friends, the fertility doctor, Dr. Gadir, but. So I went to back two years later and I hated him. And I was just like, listen, I want to like, I, even though like I started dating someone. So I'd had the date set to fertilize my eggs when I was dating. With who? Stuber. Wait. Oh, okay. When I was, okay. okay. You know, okay. So just making sure the dark old. actors aren't coming yeah. back. <laughs> no, I'm not super at this point, but that, I thought they might come back to it. But they didn't. And, uh, all my girlfriends were like, you can't, you can't tell him you're doing this. You can't do this. And I'm like, listen, I'm doing it. And then, uh, and he was like, no, I'll do it with you. And so we, I froze. And then I ended up doing, of course, embryos. And then six months later, we got married and I got pregnant on my honeymoon. Oh, oh wow. wow. So you, do you still have those embryos out there? I do. 
I know. Do you think you'll have more kids? I mean, listen, he will not get a vasectomy because one of his friends, the anesthesia did not work. So, <gasps> I mean, I heard it's only seven minutes. And if we can handle like all those hours of labor, plus the nine months uh, before, plus the three months afterwards of pain, I feel like seven weeks, minutes doctor, with no like, anesthesia, you'll be fine. I'm not taking this IUD out until he like, it's, I, yeah, no. I mean, until he <laughs> like fixes that. I don't know. We'll see, you know? And then we have Scarlett, who's three and a half. And then we have... Gray, who's just turned 22 months. Oh, but, he's delicious. I mean, it's he's a full so house, cute. Mamas. It's uh, a... Now, now, one thing that we all do is, you know, we're very active on social media and we post a lot of pictures of our kids. Now, there are those moments that where I think, you know, should I be doing this? Should I have such a, you know, an open window into my home? What are your thoughts on this? You know, I think it's a tricky balance. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh... But I also like part of my life is with my kids and I also like to celebrate that. And so I'm a very, I'm like, I don't want to always show that things are perfect because they're not perfect. The life is messy. It's messy. And like part of my messiness, I have a neon sign in my playroom that says happy mess. Oh, I love um, that. Is my life and my kids. And so when we're, when we're at the pumpkin patch or, I mean, we got all dressed up and Gray was in his diaper and he was a bumblebee and Scarlett was frozen and they agreed to each wear one Elsa glove, <laughs> you know, and I was dancing with a mask on my face. Like, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I, for me, it's part of my life. So I don't want to just close that part off to the people who follow me on this journey and help me and give me advice. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like the girl who says, I never diet. Like, oh, you know, like, oh, I don't diet. I'm like, yes, you do. You know what I think about, like, as my kids get older, and your oldest is five, right? I just turned six. Just turned six. So the one thing I think about with mine is like, are they going to ever ask me like, mommy, don't post that. Mommy, don't take my picture. That kind of thing. I mean, all of our kids are so young, so I don't know. But I always think about like, I love, you know, posting all these beautiful moments that are so meaningful to me and having that online presence. And then I think like, what's going to happen in like five years, you know? You know, I always think that too. Like we were doing like the holiday card and it was like, you know, I was like sneezing, lollipops, bribing, like, you know, anything to get the three in like one you know, and I think there will come a day when they might ask me. And if they don't want to, then I won't. I want to respect them. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. And when they have their own social media, will there be a day when they have their own social media? And they're like, mommy, why are you putting that picture? I'm going to put it up on my own Instagram. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we have warring posts. Um, yeah, no, I, I. but I like what you said. I mean, that you you expect your the people who follow you to to share in that experience because they're giving you advice, too. And and they're coming to you to learn and also to to just commune and be a part of that life together. Yeah. And also they think, you know, it's again, it goes back to the, you know, the, the mom who like will give you shared information be like, okay, this is great for a snack or, you know, this is, will make you lose two pounds or this will make you gain 10 or like the woman, you know, the girl who, she'll give you the inside scoop, you know, the, the connector, she'll really give it. And then you've got the moms who are like, don't give you any shared advice. Don't give you any, like, let you figure it out. Let you miss a deadline. I hate that. Um, I had a, I heard a really horrible story about two moms were like, 
this date was like set and one mom forgot it, but the other mom purposely didn't tell oh. the mom. Like it's so no, we like, have to stick together. And I think that's so that I, I totally, especially as a working mom, sometimes I felt like, and this is not to make excuses for anyone other than myself. I feel like sometimes I would in my mind confuse a date or like miss a, miss a not- totally. notification or something. And I, I hate that because it's a priority for me. And I really just, sometimes there are lapses in my, in my memory and, and Hilaria can attest to that. And everyone's sitting in this room can attest to that. But I rely on my amazing mom friends at my daughter's school in my real life who are like, hey, don't forget, like, blah, blah, blah is happening. Or we're doing the Thanksgiving 100%. drive. Don't forget to drop off your 50 bags of stuffing. Like, you know, there's little things like that that just fall through the cracks. And we have to bring each other up together and have to yeah. really reinforce mm-hmm, absolutely. That, that we get it. We get that there are and this is mom why, brains. And this is why mom <laughs> brain. Support. This is why mom brain came to me. <laughs> so there was a picture that I took the other night and it was I got dressed up. I got to go to the LACMA with my husband and it was really fun. I got to meet this amazing artist and this amazing director, Guillermo del Toro. And it was just a crazy night. Like we looked perfect on the picture. So I decided to do the before, the lucky and the after. So the after my husband got, had to get up to go to the bathroom to get water or something. All three of the kids were in the bed, like, like literally like on top of like laying, like that's real life, you know? And, yeah. Like it's not just, you know, I was like passed out like this, one was like this, <laughs> one, I mean, you know, like, and I, I love showing that because that's what's real, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, you, you've brought up two things that I really want to hear from you on. One is health and beauty rituals. You mentioned lots of people will tell you they never diet, but obviously you've had a career in modeling. You've now had three beautiful children. You look incredible. Clearly something about the way that you balance your health is working. So I'd love to pick your brain on that a little bit more. And then also you and Stuart feel like you have a great, wonderful, romantic balance within this world of being parents to three kids who want to get in your bed and like sprawl all over you. You mean when I called him a narcissist the other day and he called, he told me that I had mental problems. Yes. Um, That moment. That (laughs) moment. Yeah. (laughs) Romance. Um, That's what I'm saying. That is foreplay. If you, if you heard that. Um, Well, first on um, the health and beauty, you know, I, I've always had to um, take care of myself. I was never the girl. We always had a, I have a joke with my brother and my mom and it's like, they could eat like a jar of peanut butter and lose weight. And like my dad and I could like eat a teaspoon and literally like gain 10 pounds. So I've always had to like, you know, really watch it and take care of myself. And I learned a lot of things through modeling and the entertainment business, like what works for my body and what doesn't work for my body. But I will say being in my forties now, things change, your hormones change. You know, with my pregnancy, I had a a massive thyroid problem that kind of really went undiagnosed for through my, my first pregnancy. So I was at one of my thinnest when I got married, September 24th. And by the time June 19th, 2012 came along, I'd gained 83 pounds because my thyroid had stopped and they didn't realize, I think they thought I was binging or I don't know what they thought, but Um, so that having taken care of that, and it's funny, I'm going back to the doctor. That's something that I will tell women, like your hair falling out, you can't lose weight. You can't sleep. You're gaining too much weight or you're losing too much weight. Definitely always watch the thyroid. Um, I think the biggest thing I will say, you know, and I know it doesn't work for some people, but I will say the intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. is sort of working for me right now 
Um, sometimes now, can I, you talk? Can you talk for the, for our listeners who don't know that? Can you just yeah? Can so you intermittent fasting, like I was, I've always gone to this place called We Care. It's in Desert Hot Springs. It's about two oh, and a half, been. three hours. <laughs> I have my We Care story. <laughs> it's uh, it's not a pretty, it's not a pretty week of your life or pretty three days. But listen, I. I don't think fasting is going to change things, but I do think I can think Daphne can tell you this. It does change your taste buds and it does a little bit curb those cravings. And it does, you know, if you believe in colonics, which they do there. And so do I, you can clean things out to just get some things moving and add some magnesium. But the intermittent fasting is a little bit like kind of revving up your metabolism. So you say you don't eat from, at eight o'clock until the next day at one, or you pick like 7am and you go till four, you pick a time period. And I think it's like anywhere from six to eight to 10 hours, depending on how you want to do it of really not eating. And somehow, and I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to give anybody the wrong information, but it, it definitely helps you lose weight or at least maintain your weight. Um, and for me, I found for some reason, it's working. And I, I don't get sometimes like when I finally get hungry, then I eat a lot. Like I'm that girl who sometimes will forget to eat. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm starving or I'm, I'm starving at four o'clock. Like I've had all day, but sometimes if I'll do it on purpose and I'll pick the, so I'll have breakfast in the morning and then I won't have lunch and then I'll have dinner for some reason. It's it works for me. Now, is there a way that you ease back into eating after you fasted for such a, a, a long period of time? So you don't do because I know for a lot of people. So I've heard so many people have success with what you're doing right yeah. now. And then and because they're learning also so many people don't know what it is to be hungry. Like well, what that, is that real feeling of being hungry? Because sometimes like, you know, I think and I said this to my doctor, I had my um, annual physical. I'm like, I just feel like I'm tired and I'm starving all the time. And that's when the whole like intermittent fasting kind of came in. He goes, you should go back to that. Cause you know what it is? I find myself in what I tell everyone. And I wrote that in my second book, I end up eating the chicken fingers. I end up taking a bite of the pizza, end up taking a bite of the hot dog, end up taking a bite of the, so it's like you're eating with your kids and then you're eating again with your husband. Like right. it's you're double eating. And so that I have, I mean, I'm like, stop. Cause like I'm from the South. So like my mom was always like, you got to clean your plate. So I'm always like, well, they didn't clean their plates. So I'm just going to, you know, but it's so funny how much of that, uh, me- that mentality and approach to food sticks with us from when we were a kid oh. and whatever we were raised with and whatever we like you said, you know, clean your plate. That's how you, that's how you show me you appreciated what I made for you. That's how we, that's how we're raised in this family. That's what's polite. You're not getting it from this table until you're finished. And that stays with you. And I think what's interesting about intermittent fasting from a, from a biological standpoint of allowing your digestive system to reset and to really reboot and to and do the restorative process. Because if you're, especially, you know, if people, a lot of the times, you know, you're, we're eating every couple hours, your body never has time to fully empty. And only well, when see, it's not said, doing... Sometimes eating every two hours, I'm not lying and I know it's supposed to raise your metabolism, but like, it just makes me more hungry. It makes you more hungry. And and uh, to the point about n- uh, people being very, it's not that we don't know hunger, it's that we're very uncomfortable with it. For some reason, it's truly terrifying, the idea 
idea that you would like run out of food and then you know and it's crazy because we are so but, lucky to be surrounded by people, so much of it but there but, are people who don't know when they're hungry and it might be that they're thirsty they're bored they're, that's one of the the major things about and, overeating is people are eating for the wrong reasons you know I mean if you go back to just biology we are meant to eat as fuel to survive now food tastes good and you can make Daphne's like amazing yeah. cookie in a pan recipe I mean <laughs> I know. I'm sending you but, a cookie in a right, skillet, Right, so like we, we never, we don't ever want to like strip away the pleasure parts of yeah. it because that's supposed to be there as well. But we need to get to a place where we are predominantly, I believe, predominantly eating to take care of ourselves because when, when we feel better, we're able to live healthier lives. Not to say that we can't just like, you well, know, have, have our like indulgence. Right, well, Europeans, I feel like have figured out and, and, you know, to some degree, we all know this intuitively that... We can have that, but that, to your point of taking care of ourselves, food should always do that. We should always be choosing foods that are turning on the right genes, fulfilling us on a deep, uh, just fuel level, but also making us feel like we're celebrating and feel like I we're know. enjoying every day. But I, I want, I would love if you would for us do like get, what, what's sort of one day of meal plans for you? What do you eat morning, noon, and night? So I love, so I tried to go up dairy a couple of years ago, and I love coffee. Like I love one cup of great coffee in the mm. morning, and I've always, I used to put. And milk it in or like a little half and half. And so I'm like, oh, I'm like, I really have to give up that. Like, I can't just, anyway, it's something that I do every day. So I found this coconut creamer that I love. And wait, wait, what's vanilla. the brand? What's um, the brand? Wait, hold on. Is it, it's is like it so, so delicious? It's so, so delicious. delicious. So, so delicious. delicious. You it's it so good. I know it. I use it. It's the best. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's yes, so, so delicious. Good. Like, I like, I make the bottles in the morning. I'm like, so excited for my so delicious. I did not get this excited over skim milk or half and half ever. But also it's that first moment, that's first morning cup of coffee. Ah, I look that. forward to that time for myself. Like I, I send the kids to school. I come home from, from putting them in their my, my daughter and son go to different schools. So I come, I take Philo first, I take John second, I come home and I'm like, ah, hot coffee, coffee. coming uh, out of the machine. Yes. And it is it is true heaven. So, so, so I'm uh, trying to drink more water and I have a problem because I hate water. Um, and so I'm trying to drink a thing of water with a straw because the straw makes me drink more water quicker. That is a note and a really good tip. If you want to drink more water, drink out of a straw. Interesting. It's very weird. Um, so I drink water with like mint or lemon or something like that. And there's a, there's a little tablet. I think it's called Eight Greens. And it's eight. And then she has the words greens on it. I can get you guys what it is. And I'll pop a fizzy one in. And I like it because, again, it makes my water taste better. So I'll do that. And then I'll normally have like gluten-free toast. I'll do eggs. Um, and then I have coffee. And then for lunch, I'll either have... I love soups. I've always loved soups. Um, yesterday for lunch, I had um, grilled shrimp and brown rice. Mm. Um, but normally I have either like a salad with a lot of vegetables or chicken. I love a green goddess like dressing. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a really one great, amazing woman out here named Elisa Goodman. And she does this amazing, like three or five day cleanse. And she has this incredible dressing. Um, I think, I think actually Gwyneth posted it. Um, it's Elisa Goodman's detox dressing. It's really good. Um, looking it up right now. <laughs> it's so good. Honestly, she posted like seven of her recipes. She also has this detox drink that is awesome. It's made with like liquid probiotics, um, lemonade, uh, like lemons, water, 
Um, what else is in it? Um, the, uh, the, um, the enzyme drink, the coconut enzyme. It's really good. I'll send it to you guys. But, um, and then I don't normally, I try not to snack and then, or I'll have salmon. I love salmon for dinner. Um, I'll do grilled chicken or I'll do, um, I'll do like, we do turkey tacos. We do taco night. So my kids are obsessed with rice and beans and, um, but yeah, I'll normally, which is what Carmen had on the play date. It was like the beans. And I was, I was amazed. And you know what your daughter was eating? I feel like she was eating like broccoli or something like that. I'm like, please teach me your ways. How do you teach your kids uh, good eating habits? I am, I am, I go against ever, every parenting psychologist person out there. I just, I'm a little European in that way. It's like, this is what we're having. You have two choices and that's what I kids will eat when they're hungry. You know, I got that advice early on because I read that book and I lived in, I lived in Europe for almost six years and I was always amazed living in Paris and I lived in Paris for four straight years, how these little kids would sit at the table and they would have salad and they would have a tomato and they would have chicken and they would have like, and I always thought I'm like, and that's just, it just was what it was. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like the woman was sitting there forcing it. It's just like, you know, like she yeah. would give like a pasta, like, or she would do certain things that she knew that they loved this family. But I don't know. I always remembered that. So I just, it's, I just didn't want to have a child who only ate like two things. And yes, Gray's going through the toddler of like, he's only two. And so, but again, like I'll, you know, I, we all eat every morning. The one thing I make my kids eat is avocados. It's the first thing they ever taste in their mouth at six months. And we have avocado toast because it's a full fat and it's good for the brain. And I make them almost have it every, every morning, at least one little thing of toast and, and avocados. I remember avocado became my insurance policy when I would feel like they were being picky or they weren't eating enough of the things that I would love for them to have. Avocado was my sort of insurance. Just As, great. You, you know, can put it in smoothies. Oh, I found yeah. that that was really it's helpful with delicious. kids. It's, oh, it is, it is just delicious. Smoothies. We do a lot of smoothies. We do strawberries, almond milk, almond butter, flax seeds, um, avocado. We'll do a yogurt. We'll do, I'll drop a couple drops of probiotics in there. Um, but honestly, I always give them a choice that I know they're going to like. But I also said, you know, like two of my kids eat salmon. Brooks does not like it. So after 47 times of trying. But then like we got into an argument the other day about chicken soup. Like he thought it looked weird. And I was like, just try it. And I was like, okay. Like I was like on my last. And he was like, took falling. I was just like, okay, don't try it, whatever. And I was about, he's like, okay, mom. Mom, you're so mean. Mom. <laughs> anyway, he tried. He goes, Mom, this is so good. Like, <laughs> I told you, you also know something. what I did early on is I also uh, didn't make things that were very plain. So we always had spice flavor. And, and flavor. And I also somehow think that helps. I don't know. I think, I th- I think definitely. Now, working out. What's your, what's your workout? How do, how do we get, how do we get the out. Molly Sims body? You know, no, we need the Hilaria Baldwin ah, body. I'll take name. them both. Um, <laughs> Either or. <laughs> you know, I wish I could say, I mean, cause I know I like, I look at your positions like every, every day on Instagram thinking, how the <laughs> hell did you get in that position? But, um, I honestly, I, I, I'm not a huge yoga fan. I did Bikram yoga 
for so many years that if I almost go into a hot yoga room, I want to vomit. Me too. Um, Me too. And I don't know why. I think I overdid it. And I still love it, but I just, it can't be my go-to. Can I tell you what's working now? Is not just Tracy Anderson. It's not just Body by Simone. It's not just Circuit. It's like, it's like not just one. It's mixing it up. Yes. So I started reading and I talked to my trainer um, and... I started reading articles about the hit, the high intensity interval training, interval training. And so we started doing that. Like that is so much less time than dancing for an hour. Oh, like, yeah. I, and what are you just like sprinting and intervals for 10 so minutes? I have a little and trampoline. I have uh, weights. I have a treadmill. I have a little bike. I mean, the treadmill is like a hundred years old. We, my thieves who work out the, you know, the cord that makes the thing stop. I mean, that was in the playroom in the bottom. That was like, <laughs> so, so if you lose control on the treadmill, you are done. That is, that is the way Molly Sims goes out. Um, but I will say that little big bit of mixing has totally helped me. Burpees, doing like push-ups. Oh. I mean, jumping burpees. on the box. And I, mean, I hate a burpee, but I hate a burpee. So yeah, but you much. know what it is? It's, 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 the, it's the three things. It's it's the cardio, the strength training, and the stretching. And as long as you have that, like I jog to class, and then I'll jog to a strength training class that has stretching incorporated as well. And then I'm like, okay, I've done my thing. And then it's also, I mean, you're gonna have to commute anyway, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put my cardio in that part because I. I have well, to be multitasking. Yeah. So also a lot, like if, you know, if anybody's at the gym and you're working out, put in your headphones and time yourself. So this is what I do for 20 minutes. If I don't have anybody to help me or I'm not with a girlfriend working out or a trainer or something, I do five minutes just to warm up. Then on the sixth minute, I'll run for two minutes as fast as I can. Then I do two on, two minutes on. Or and then if I get tired, then I'll do one minute on, one minute off until 20 minutes. And I'm talking as hard as you can go. That is a great 20 minutes. Yeah. Great. And 20, and 20 minutes can be enough. That's, That's the other thing. A lot of like, people, yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, well, I don't have enough time to go to, to the gym. I don't have a full hour. It's like, you know, even five minutes, just getting your heart rate up, giving your body a little TLC is amazing. Listen, I, I do sit-ups with Brooksy. I, I mean, with Gray, like I don't need weights. I like just put him on me and I'm like, or we do like I do this and I'll do yep, this. And get those obliques in. You know, honestly, you can do that for 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm not joking. You're playing with, you with your baby and it sounds like really like, uh, whatever. But it gives you a workout. Absolutely. You're just doing it. Yeah, it's, it's just it's getting past for from I'll speak from experience. It's getting past the mental hurdle of if I can only do ten minutes or fifteen minutes, is is it worth it? And I think the answer would always be yes. Yes, I'll, the answer I'll would never be worth it, it. But I have to say, like I think for me, and I I know a lot of my mom friends and my girlfriends are like this. You have to schedule it, yes. and it can't just make it be, a priority. Oh, You're right. I'm gonna work out. What time am I gonna work out? How long am I gonna work out? And what am I gonna do? So that's like, okay, Mondays are going to do yoga and take a class. Tuesday, you're going to go in your neighborhood and draw, you know, walk, like just making it a priority to, to actually set it in your calendar, write it down is a huge thing. Huge. I think you're right. I think you also signaled to your body that way that you make yourself a priority and that life will build itself around that. I think it's, you're right. It's all too easy to put ourselves last. I have to ask you for all the mom friends out there. Under eye bags. I know you do a lot with makeup. I feel like your makeup tips are always on point. You've learned so much, obviously, 
uh, over the course of your career and you just know, being I, busy. What do you do? What's the makeup trick? What's happening? Okay, so <laughs> buy the under eye patches, pop them in the freezer and leave them. Leave like a little pack in the freezer. Okay. So if you're going to an appointment or you have you know, a job that you're like, I wake up really puffy sometimes. I literally, while I'm making the bottles and the coffee and... I mean, I even sometimes drive with them to school and then I'll pop them off. But like, I look, like, I look like a freak. Mom's like, Mom's like, Mom, Mom, don't let anybody see you look like a mummy. I'm like, Mommy zombie. You know, like, anyway, I, those are great. Those really deep puff. Um, a lot of people now, Nurse Jamie makes a great roller, a jade roller. Georgia makes one. You can buy them on, I think, Amazon. Again, stick it in the freezer. I am not going to lie. NARS concealer might be the single best concealer. I think I wear nutmeg and I'll just do a dot like, and I don't do it close to it. I do it like Charlotte Tilbury, like go like, can you see like right here and then start working it up. So you don't look like a raccoon. Um, and always do it with your, your fingertips because you can get in and make it last and press it down. Um, do your concealer last and then I do the Laura Mercier translucent pressed powder and then I'll just press it. Um, it does make a world of difference. Do you know what I just heard the other day, which was like what? a double glow? Like a, I mean, a glow with like a double primer. So girls are starting to do the T-zone in the matte primer. Cause see how oily we get through here. And then the regular primer to make kind of the glow on, you know, just oh, your cheek. I did very it smart, really good. And I read Jessica Alba did it for baby to baby. And it's kind of like, that's like the third time I like started hearing it. And so I tried it kind of works because this, I don't want to glow. Right. And I always glow. So we've I mean, learned I so I just much. Bought, I just bought my first primer. I haven't used it yet. I'm like, I'm, I'm She's not. She's perfect skin. No, it's, you don't it's need not, it. No, it's not. No, no. But what does primer do? I, it creates like a smooth canvas. So if it you creates, have. And it makes your makeup sound longer. It makes your makeup sound really longer. And, and evenly. I think it was one of those things I know when I get my makeup done for like a they job. They do it and it looks really they good. They do it. And, and you're like, I'm like, what is this primer? It does I make a difference. I buy it. I have it. Haven't used it yet. But I don't want to use it every day because I don't. No. It is, it's a lot of silicone. It's a lot of uh, things that lot. I wouldn't put on my skin it's every day. It's a lot. So really only do it if... If you need it. Again, if you're going to somewhere special, if you have a good... Like if you have something like a meeting or something, you know, or a date or like an event or... Because again, it does make your pores smaller, but it's a lot of silicone. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I feel like we've just... I, I wanted to like take notes the I whole know, time. Right? I'm going so, to have to listen to this again and write so down all of these makeup things. and everything. All your good oh That, not, that whole not, the no raccoon eyes, that, yeah. that I'm definitely going to do because I do make that mistake of putting People it too put close. It right up close. Because yeah. I'm tired and they're black. And yes. so I just like put like a lot on and then... But I just don't want to look like that. Yeah, no, I get it. Okay, so I, I'm i going to go in the other room and touch up my makeup because I know I'm feeling insecure that I did it oh, all wrong you right look now. Beautiful, don't worry. I would tell you. I would, your good, your good friends will always tell you if you've got like the not, if you haven't blended, right? If you have the the it's white circle blending. around here, I mean, blending it is. Is, uh, that would be the single most important beauty tool in my arsenal is the blender because it just it makes everything look like you fluffy little strokes, fluffy little strokes. You know, you know this whole no whole thing. I was doing this. Um, we were doing this video on like the whole Korean glass face. So it's like a seven to 10 step thing that they do. It's like a double cleanser. It's like, who, a whole has, thing. Time like, who has time for that? <laughs> so anyway, I tried it. So anyway, the essence I spray on my blender 
and I mix it in a little bit with my foundation, I'm like, kind of good. Wait, on. that's, wait, wait, that's called Korean glass face? It's called a Korean glass face. It's like Molly, whole... you and I can't actually be friends because all we would do is spend money on like amazing skincare <laughs> and beauty stuff. Like I am such a junkie. For, oh I God. So oh, I'm going so Let deep on this whole. I'm yelling. Okay, well, to you I'm have so to follow these girls called the Glow Recipe on Instagram. Oh, it changed her life. Okay. Really good. This woman's really glass good. skin skincare routine is going viral. Allure says. All right. See, I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I've got a lot of reading. To Catch up on. <laughs> uh, Next time Daphne comes terrible. to work, it's going to be, be like complete. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you okay? One more, one more must. It's a little bit expensive, but you, you only buy it once. There's a Tom Ford cream, cream eyeshadow, and then you flip the top, and it's like a dusty rose, and you just do like a little. Yes, uh-huh. I have this gold Adonis one. Is that what you're talking about? It's like a powder. It's like a, a cream on the bottom and then a powder with extra shimmer on top. Yeah, you have to do the kind of the rose gold one, the pink one. It, it's so good. Is that what you have on right now? Yeah, yeah. it's really pretty. Yeah, it's, it's really so pretty. good. I like, feel like both of us could wear you that. Know, like, you we'll know, we'll to do in it, one like... <laughs> We'll keep it here at Mom Brain. And we'll we'll just take signature turns. eyeshadow of Mom Brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's pink. Makes uh, sense. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you thank so you. much. Love you guys. Oh. You know what? We didn't talk about, and I'm sure this is like the most annoying question, but I actually haven't asked you on our on our you know personal time together. About this bra. Can we talk about this like diamond bra that you wore? That bra was good. That bra was a little smaller. You would think forty million would be a little more coverage. We were it's actually not, talking about this right before, and that's what that's what I was telling Daphne. She's like, "Wow, that must have been a big bra." I was like, "Nope, wasn't very small." <laughs> it was very, very, very small. small. Was like, it heavy? It wasn't heavy. It was just complicated. I'm like, that's all that 40 million covers. I'm like, mm. like Dime, it was like Dime the lowest expensive. wax. It was like, the, I was like, oh, Lord, girl. But we didn't go back for one thing. You were talking about like the balance between my husband and I. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't uh, answer it. You know, it's tricky. I will tell you what makes Stuber and I work. He is a badass, you know, he's awesome in so many ways. He's a great father, but we really do talk like he really like respects my opinion. I mean, listen, we can go at it because he's a Sag and I'm a Gemini and oh, man. I'm emotional and he's like, you know, just a really good politician in that way. But I don't know. We work because I'm, I'm not lying. Like we really do talk like we might have to talk in the shower, in the bed, in the closet, in between a snack with, in, you know, but like he's in it with me. I mean, sometimes it gets messy, but you know, as much as we talk about things, we also fight about things, you know, like um, passion. You have a lot of passion. Yeah. But it's and you're good. not afraid like, of the conflict because uh, it, Conflict you know happens, okay. it, it, and it, you know it's you know gonna be okay. You know what conflict happens, and conflict needs to happen. You know, yeah. A few of my friends, I think, have problems. You know, because they their husbands keep everything in, or yeah. the wife keeps everything in, and then it blows up. I think it's and it's not truthful because it's going to come out anyway. You know right. what I mean? Like, or, or you'll just shove it underground, and then that makes it much yeah. worse. I can deal. I would so much rather deal with out there, overt yelling, like whatever. Me get too. your get your air it out than 
pernicious kind of like that that latent anger festering people feeling hurt people feeling like they can't talk about their feelings like that to me is so much more long-term toxic um now but you did say you had a penchant for bad boys in the past and obviously you guys have a wonderful marriage Mm -hmm. uh now how how do you how do you you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But how do you feel like he meets those needs that you did have before, but does it in a way that allows you to have a really healthy, wonderful marriage now? I think the difference is I, I, you know, not just all actors or, you know, all bad boys, but sometimes with the bad boys, um, you never knew who was walking in the door. And I think that, and I remember my dad saying that to me about 10 years ago, because I loved this guy. And he just said to me, he goes, it won't serve you. It won't serve your, you, it won't serve your personality of always having to walk on eggshells. And as much as you love them and, you know, you can't fix them because that doesn't ultimately work long term. You know, it does if you can take the up and down, up and down. But it was just so interesting. And that was like the best advice my dad ever gave me was like literally like, that's what Stuber, like, I know when who's walking in the door. Yes, he might be upset from work or he might be, you know, dealing with a lot. He's an amazing, um, he's amazing. Now he's at Netflix, but he's a really a, a talented um, producer and and with film and, and everything in the entertainment business. But I know who's walking in the door. That is the biggest difference. I don't, and before, listen, as much as, you know, one day you're on the back of a motorcycle going to Palm Springs. And then the next day they're like, I'm not going to walk the red carpet with you because I just don't want to. Yeah. Um, or I just don't want to go out. Or well, I don't It's stability. Have- it's that you, you, you found that you want to rely and thrive on stability and, and have somebody in your life, you know, and that's exactly as your partner with stability. And I with- need it. And I never had it. You know, I, I, I don't think I've known where my money or where my next job is or since I've been 21 years old. So it's like when someone says, Oh, you're, you're going to get the job or you're 99% confirmed. I'm like, I never rely on anything. (laughs) Oh, you did really well. Oh, that's great. You know, as before, like, you know, it's, it's very interesting, you know, because sometimes as a mom, it's a little bit difficult when sometimes people try to make, or moms try to make, um, plans with me. And I always say like, well, what do you mean? You don't know what you're going to be doing next month. I'm like, well, I, you know, I don't really, I actually don't know what I'm going to be doing next week. Like I, so that's, you know, but that's how I've lived my life. Like, and I think I crave stability now. He's, he's your, it's a nice yin and yang. Last thing, describe, describe your perfect date night. Describe your perfect date night. Um, we go to this little place, the Italian place, Giorgio Baldi at the bottom of where we live. Um, two glasses of Cabernet. Um, this amazing lobster salad that they have there. And honestly, we just talk. That's the perfect date night. Love I mean, it. Like, I mean, we could wrap up date light in like an hour. <laughs> get to sleep. Yeah, going to bed early is like the <laughs> best know, date night ever. Date night. Can we get in no, bed by nine? That would be great. I was, trying, I was like trying to schedule workouts in New York when I go. And I was like, oh, one of the classes. And I was like, he will kill me if I do anything early because like we never get to, you know, we never get to lay in, you know. Totally. It's okay. Molly, thank you so that. much. Thank you. Love thank you, you. Thank you. Love you, girls. Bye. Thank you. 
I think is so great about Molly is she is that girlfriend who you know is going to give it to you straight. She's not the one who's going to pretend, oh, I don't diet. I just I naturally look like this. And then secretly have her special way that she likes to, you know, to, to, to treat her body right to so that she feels and looks her best. She's an open best. book. She's an open book. And the same is true about her beauty routine and her workout routine and how she makes her marriage a priority and still takes incredible care of the precious hours in her day that she gets to be with her kids. So I learned from Molly today that I, you have to be really careful with under eye concealer. And I definitely make that mistake with my mom bags and my mom dark circles is that, you know, you don't want to get that like white as she was called calling it the raccoon look, you want to blend in. So like start a little bit lower and then work your way up um, and do the concealer last. I'm remembering that and I'm definitely going to try it. I actually went in right after that and I like retouched up my concealer. <laughs> like, oh, wow, I've been doing this for so long. But you know what? As of today, I'm going to do it different. You can follow Molly Sims at Molly B. Sims. All right, guys, now it's time for, you guessed it, our favorite things. time for our favorite thing. Yes! I'm going to do one that's not a product this week. It's a television show. Mm. On Netflix, you need to go immediately and download a new show. It's a four-part series called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. It is um, the uh, the single most beautiful piece of food, television, porn, whatever you want to call it, you've ever seen in your life. The first episode is all about fat and it's all about the different kinds of fat that we use in our food and why it works the way that it does to make food so delicious and satisfying and beautiful and luxurious and, uh, you know, where it comes from. So the first sort of opening montage is this brilliant chef, Simon Nosat, who wrote this, wrote the book on which the the um, series is based, goes and harvests olives in a beautiful, like luscious grove in mm-hmm. Italy. And she's shaking down the trees with all these Italian dudes. And she's pressing, you know, olive oil is essentially fresh pressed olive juice. And she's doing that in the fields. And then she's going and cooking with these nonas and these grandmothers. And it's just, I love food, so it's easy for me to say this, but it makes you fall in love with the memory and the indulgence and the experience of food. And it is just the most pleasurable four hours you will ever spend. <laughs> I don't know if I can promise that. It is, it is supremely pleasure. Well, I'm hearing it's Italy, olives, and men. Oh, yeah. And some nonas. And some nonas. And all that together. <laughs> then, we're, then we have pleasurable uh, four hours. <laughs> you know? Food. You know. Nonas, for- <laughs> men in Italy. We're good. <laughs> Wait, after you, oh, it's, and also I want to pronounce her name properly. It's Samin Nosrat, I think. Anyway, she's awesome. I'm obsessed with her. And I'm obsessed with the show. I'm going to check it out. I'm also excited because Alec is always like, like it would be make him so happy if I came home with like an idea of like what to watch because he's always, do you want to watch something? I'm like, nope, not really want to go to sleep. So that's like, I'm totally taking this. Thank God he doesn't listen to mom brain. He won't even know that this was calculated. Um, my favorite thing this week is actually a product. Yes. It's a product. And, you know, a, a very, very into SPF. And um, because I've heard that it will make us stay stay looking just as young as you and I Youthful. look. <laughs> Youthful. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I, I was struggling with, you know, things that seemed extraordinarily, you know, unnatural and have a lot of different things in it. And then also tinted moisturizer as well. So the tinted SPF that has, you know, smart ingredients, Juice Beauty. Ooh. And they have an amazing tinted SPF 
that just makes my skin feel so amazing. Sometimes I'll add it with a little bit of the Vinter's Daughter Oil. Yes, which I love. Mm-hmm, that I think you turned me on to, by the way. Um, Daphne and I just like chat products all the time and then we buy each other, like major consumers. We should just start doing little gift bags. Like every month I'll, I'll give you my like four yes. essentials and, you and give, I'll give you because my, yes. the cocoa butter, the Hey Now Brown Cacao yes. butter that you gave me. Yes. Oh. People ask if me I why smell, if all I walk by you on the children. street and I smell like a chocolate bar, don't try to bite me. Just know that it is the body cream that Hilaria gave me. It's out of control. By, by the way, my children, people ask me why my children smell like chocolate. And that is why. <laughs> um, so, yes, Juice Beauty. Now, I guess that's three. Hey, now, brown cacao, even though we've done that one already. Yes. But, you know, you can hear it about it again. And then. This- and the, I'm going to mess up the order, but it is fat, salt, acid, and heat oh, I'm so on Netflix. Oh, you're going to love it. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for listening. And make sure that you continue to email us, mombrainpod at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, review, and on Instagram, swipe up. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Listen to you next time. Talk to you next time. All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) This is Mombrain with Alaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mom Brain is a Gallery Media Group production.